When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Make sure everyone is caught up on social media stuff, because we've been gone a little while here. Are we calling Twitter Twitter, or are we calling it X now? What, 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 What is the... I can't. I can't do this. You can't be changing. I just finally figured out how to use this stuff, and then all of a sudden, now I got to be on Threads, and now I got to be on X. Which is that even what it says? And if we tweeted something in the past, what are we doing now? Xing it? You're posting, is what they say. It's I don't like this. I don't like it at all. Why are we doing? Come on, this? Elon. What, what, are we, what, 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 what are we doing? I don't understand. But one way or another. I decided it, my, my handles are going to be the same everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. So it is at ESPN Greenie. And those are the three places you can find me. You must be following as of right now if you are not, because there will be a lot there that has to do with the show. At ESPN Greenie on Instagram, at ESPN Greenie on Threads, and at ESPN Greenie on X. Formerly known as Twitter. Formerly known as Twitter, the which mouthful. annoys the hell That's out of me. That's a mouthful. I want to also pay tribute very quickly to a friend. And the one thing I didn't like about the way we did this on Get Up this morning is when we talked about Chris Mortensen, who yesterday announced that he is retiring after 33 years at ESPN, and he is, he is a Mount Rushmore figure at our network. We talked about him the way you might talk about someone after they had died. Chris Mortensen is not dead. I spoke to him yesterday after he made this announcement. He sounds great. He's doing great. I just was with him not that long ago. He's got all kinds of plans. He's healthy. All that is well. He is stepping away because he's tired. And, and, we, and most people know he's, been, he's battled a lot of stuff with cancer. And, and I think he just it's time for him just to sort of chill out and, and smell the roses a little bit. But he will most certainly still be around. Here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you two quick things about Mort. When I first came to ESPN, which is now 27 years ago, um, one of the people I was most excited to meet was Chris Mortensen. I mean, all these people I had been watching on TV all the time. Chris Berman, Dan Patrick, Stuart Scott, uh, Keith Olbermann, you know, all these legends, Robin Roberts, Bob Lee, Charlie Steiner, just like, you know, ESPN was a place of legend. And no one, no one was friendlier to the absolute incredibly unimportant person that I was. No one was friendlier than Chris Mortensen. Chris Mortensen is the kind of guy who treats you nicely when he has no reason to be. If you achieve things in life, you recognize that everyone treats you nicely. Everyone is nice to you when you are perceived to be an important person. Pay attention to how the people treat you when they do not perceive you to be important. Chris Mortensen has always treated everyone like they are important. And I have been experiencing that personally since the summer of 1996. And so all I will say about Mort, as I said yesterday on X, formerly known as Twitter, is that the overused expression, so-and-so is great at their job, but they're an even better person. When they invented that expression, Mort is the one they had in mind.
Mort is not just the gold standard of football reporters, of sports insiders, of television personalities, or any of those things. He is also genuinely the kindest, most giving person that you could ever hope to come across in any line of work or or any other place that you might meet people. So again, I do not want this to sound like we're saying goodbye to Mort. He's well, he's okay. I spoke to him yesterday and I I, I love him and we discussed the next time we're going to get together. But anyone who works here knows and loves Chris Mort. He is an institution. On our topic bar right now, it says he joined ESPN in 1991. I was born in 1990, and so the only ESPN that I know and have ever watched, Chris Mortensen has been on the TV. Yeah. He's one of the, he is as synonymous with this place as anyone. And in a day and age now where like, these newsbreakers, like, this is such a, uh, it's become like a cottage industry, right? He is at the forefront of that as much as literally anyone ever. Like, Absolutely. Blazed the trail for so many Shefty and Passan and Woj types. He deserves all the credit in the world for what he did here, and obviously we wish him the best of luck in his next chapter in life. Yeah, that, that's really well put. Before there was Shefty, before there was Woj, before there was Passan, there was Mort, and, and he started it all. He, he, along with Peter King, are really the two uh, guys now who are still around and still doing it who I consider to be sort of the godfathers of that area. So anyway, Mort, we love you. Congratulations, and, and can't wait to see where you decide to go from here. Okay, this I've been waiting to do all morning long. Playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? You kidding me? Hello? You play to win the game. Rant of the day. Today's rant of the day comes from the last place in the world you were expecting. So yesterday I'm sitting there, I'm scrolling through Reels. You know, Reels is what us old people are on instead of TikTok. Um, you know, we see TikToks, we just see them two weeks later on Reels. But anyway, I, I, and the algorithm on TikTok genuinely knows me better than I know myself. It knows what I want to see. And so up pops a clip of Larry David, who is my idol, my hero. You know how much I love Larry David. And he's on with Rich Eisen. He seems to be tight with Eisen. He, he goes on that show all the time. So anyway, he's on there, and they're talking about football. And I watch this thing, and I'm laughing hysterically as he is describing the change he wants to make to football. And I immediately text Cam and Bubba, and I'm like, we have to play this on the air. Can we get permission? So we got it. So here we go. This is Larry David yesterday with Rich Eisen talking about what he doesn't like about pro football and what he would change. Number one, mm-hmm. I'm losing the goalposts. What? <laughs> why, why are there goalposts? Okay. Why are kickers... Mm-hmm. They don't have football skills. They're not football players. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're wonderful people. Mm -hmm. Why are they kicking a ball through goalposts to decide games? (laughs) It it doesn't make any sense at all. There's no need for goalposts. Why not just have leaping frogs to decide games? Have a see if a, see if a frog can leap through a, a, a little goalpost that you set up, okay, on the floor. And if the go, if the frog can leap through the goalpost, feet are deciding games, and they shouldn't. Why should one player, mm-hmm. one player with this skill, like the guy on the Ravens, why should this one player who does nothing but kick a ball mm-hmm. be deciding games when you have fifty-two other players mm-hmm. who are actually playing? Nobody can make an argument for field goals and even extra points. There's no argument for it. So you're going for it on fourth down every time. That's what it goes every time. Every, every time. time. Uh-huh. 
if you're on if you're on the other team's 30 yard line, yes. you know you've got four downs to get a first down. You're not playing for a, a field goal. You're playing to score a touchdown. This field goal kicking, I can't stand it. <laughs> that is the rant of the day from the great Larry David. And here are the two things I like about it. I promised you it was not going to feel long, right? Hembo's like, wow, it's a minute 16. I'm like, trust me. That was funny. It goes by in that the blink great. of an eye. But it's not just funny. It's somewhat thought-provoking. Now, to be clear, we are never ridding the feet from football. I think that is very unlikely. It is called football, for crying out loud. Although there is no pickle in pickleball, so I guess you could call football football without there being feet involved. That said, it's not so totally ridiculous to say you're letting these huge, incredibly athletic, epic people slug it out for 60 minutes, smashing into each other like gladiators, and then like a little 5'9 guy... (laughs) goes running out there, sometimes wearing only a sock, and kicks the ball through the post, and that's how the game ends. Those of us who have have complained about soccer coming down to penalties can't really argue this is any different or better. We're just more used to it. So is there some genius behind what Larry David is saying, I ask you? I think that Larry David would miss kicking, honestly, if it were removed, because it it would then take away... So much football strategy. And I think the brutality of it is, you know, like our entry point for football, and that's what we love. But the strategy is also important and cool, too. Just to, to play the game without any special teams would be to take, by definition, a third of, uh, of the game away. And I don't think any of us would actually like it. I, I have to call you on that. I keep hearing that. Special teams are by no means a third of the game, right? But if, if you just count up the number of plays in an actual game, special teams, how many special teams plays are there in a given game? Like 10? For sure not, but special teams are responsible for the transportation of the ball without, without special teams. But that's unnecessary. We don't need it. You could just put the ball on the 25-yard line, which is what they really want to do anyway. They've made the kickoff practically impossible after a team scores a touchdown. You could make the after – you want strategy? Mm. So let's say you score a touchdown, that's worth six points. Then you have, instead of an extra point where someone kicks a ball through, you can then say, okay, I go for it from the one-yard line, that's one point. I go for it from the two-yard line, that's two points. I go for it from – and then we start making up other things. The 10-yard line is three points. The 20-yard line is four points points or some bigger number than that so teams can come back can erase big deficits late in games uh, Bubba you who love and admire Larry David every bit as much as I do have right. to be at least partially on board with this idea yeah I mean and this is also what the XFL was already doing this year and people kind of like it because they, they don't have the extra point and they have what you're saying the two and the three and I think maybe a four point uh, extra point and yeah you kind of move the ball back uh, I'm kind of thinking it through and thinking of the different spots, and I, I think I'm on to it. Time out. Time out. What? Yeah. We wouldn't have hardly any close games anymore. Like, most of the games would stink because most of the games would be blowouts because once you got yourself pinned, it would be so difficult to recover. So last year, the average margin of victory in the, in the NFL was literally at smallest ever. That was great. We would cease to have nearly as many competitive games because it would create such a much, t- a much steeper hill to climb up if you were at a deficit. I'm not 100% sure I agree with that. Yeah, I need wh- to think it why through. Why would you say that? But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open the phone lines for the first time this football season, 
888-SAY-ESPN. I'm not asking you to weigh in on whether or not we should get rid of the goalposts and take kicking out of football. That clear because it isn't going to happen. But here's what I'd like to hear. On the eve of pro football 2023, if you were the commissioner, if you had unlimited power, even greater than Roger Goodell has, what is one thing you would change? Give me something realistic, something reasonable, not something that could never happen. But give me a change that we can get behind here, and let's see. Uh, 888-SAY-ESPN, that's 888 Give me the one thing you would change about football as it starts tomorrow night, next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. Any with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Calls are coming in at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. After Larry David told our old friend Rich Eisen they should get the goalposts out of football. No more kicking. No more field goals, no more extra points, no more of that nonsense. Um, it got us to thinking about what legitimate rules changes you would see. We did, we did this topic on Mike and Mike a few times over the years. We always got good stuff. No one has better ideas than the people who are driving around right now listening to this show. So let's hear from him here. Cam, who have we got first up here? What, yeah, what we're looking for, if you're the commissioner and you have unlimited power and you can change one thing in the sport... What change would you make? And again, I'm not looking for crazy, outlandish stuff. I'm looking for something that could legitimately happen and make it better. Cam, who's first up? Mark in Virginia. All right, Mark, let's go. What, what, uh, what idea do you have for us here? What would you change? All right, as commissioner, I am getting rid of the first down chain. It's <laughs> insane that in the year 2023, we have 60-year-old men stumbling out on the field with a 10-yard chain determining first downs. There's got to be a way to run lasers, chip a football, do something to make it much more accurate than that. That drives me nuts. Oh, see that? Now that is beautifully done. That call alone made this idea worth it. Yeah. Right? He's right. That's a brilliant idea. He's right. 
There was a moment in time when what is the ref who I really like who does he's on CBS now um, uh, 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 Gene Steratore actually went out there and they brought out these actual plastic chains and then he took out an actual index card and tried to stick it in there like this was. 1847, and we were trying to measure the yeah, length uh, of Sarator's something. Sarator's face, him smiling, is the funniest thing ever when it's, he had the index card. It's the, I mean, it's, it's, the it's ludicrous. <laughs> He's exactly right. We've got 9,000 cameras at every, we can replay everything. You can tell if a player stepped on a blade of grass that is painted white or not, and yet we got to run these 60-year-old high school principals right. out there once a week. <laughs> Carrying like these big orange chains, like dopes. That's a great idea. Yeah, he's right. Like two thirds of these these refs look like they're dressed up for Halloween because right. none of their bodies <laughs> work right. with these outfits, <laughs> and half of them are retired dentists too. Right? They're so, not like, even retired; they're still <laughs> dentists. So we're talking. This is a ten billion dollar entity. Could you imagine if that's your dentist? If you walk in and like, hey, it, it, look, it's it's John uh, Hockley. It's, 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 it's exactly. It's Doctor Hockley. I'm here for my cleaning. Oh, he's not in on Fridays. He's traveling to Tampa. He's got the Bucks. <laughs> he got the Super Bowl. He's got the Super Bowl this week. I mean, but that's exactly it. That that's who these people are. Okay, I loved that one, Mark. Thank you, Cam. Who's next? I just like to point out. It's funny that you used Hockley as the example because he looks like a football player. He does the, yeah, the old Hockley. The old Hockley, and yeah. so does the young Hockley. His son's they are got ripped. some guns too. They're ripped. And not, they're both good-looking refs. Yeah, not saying that dentists can't be ripped, but uh, maybe not. The, <laughs> maybe not the best example. All right, we're going to Rick in Syracuse. Next. Go, Rick. Give me. One, well, give me a, a rule change you would like to see. Well, there's one rigid rule we're all totally used to: one forward pass. Why? Throw it to the receiver. Let him throw it again. You're taking a risk of a, a interception or, or whatever. You change playbooks. It would like oh, we'd be like oh my god, throw the damn ball anytime you want. Okay, that's an interesting one. Now, that's really radical. Okay, I mean that that would be a that's a massively radical change. I would say that would be almost as radical as taking the goalposts out of football, allowing a second forward pass. But would it work? Would you want to see it like in the XFL and see how it works? Sure. I'd like to see it tried, but we'd wind up seeing so many change of possessions. I think it would probably be much sloppier yeah. than we'd think. Yeah, it's a little too... So you know what? I like the call. I like the, I like the outside-the-box thinking. That one might have gone a little bit too far. Uh, let's do another one here. Uh, go ahead, Cam. Who we got? Guy's trying to turn football into ultimate frisbee over here yeah that's right it doesn't work i agree that one didn't work james in staten island all right james let's go you're on espn radio what would we change i I would add a bye week because it helps out with injuries and also we'll push back the super bowl one week so you're on president weekend so everyone takes takes off why not add to it you know i love it i absolutely love it and i i have been arguing this for a while the thursday night games are an incredibly important part of what they do now right they get huge amounts of money from Amazon. That's not changing. They're not going away. The players hate them because they always wind up having to play on a short week somewhere. That could be alleviated with the bye week. If you added another bye. And look, I'm, what years did they have two buys? There were years that, that we had two buys. Uh, it was only in 93. Oh, was that the one year because they had an odd number of teams? Yes. Is that the reason why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, so and I, I, they must have decided they didn't like that. Yeah, the owners just didn't like it. They, they felt it watered down the schedule. I don't know, man. I mean, that feels like a really easy solution to if we deem Thursday night games to be a problem. It seems like a small concession to give to the players. Now, 
having the Super Bowl on a holiday weekend, would that be better or worse? Like President's Day weekend is a weekend a lot of people, I know like a lot of kids, that's when their spring, um, uh, their, their school break is. Like a lot of people have break that week, so people will go skiing or they'll go do whatever. Do you want people out of their usual routine? What I kind of like about it is that if you have the Super Bowl on a Sunday in which Monday is a holiday, you don't get that Monday hangover. So I like that part of it. But you don't really want the Super Bowl to happen at a time that you're traveling. Not, not that that necessarily... Well, keep you from watching it is not what I mean, but you want to be in your, you know, you want to be in your own environment. But I don't think one fewer person would watch, though. I really no, no, I agree. It's just a question of whether it'd be better or worse. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by the two by idea, though, especially now with a 17th game in a 32 team league with player safety being a much more important matter than it was in 1993. It's not obvious to me that it would not work now. I'm kind of surprised they haven't already done it. To be completely honest with you, okay, give me one more, Cam. I've liked these so far. Let's finish it strong. Travis in North Carolina. Travis, go. How about no more ties in football? There's a kickoff, I mean, a uh, field goal contest at the end, and you move it five yards back for each field goal made, and you'll get people breaking records every year, and it's always the most dramatic play of every year, and there'll be no more ties in football. So, so at the end of overtime, thank you for the call, James. What he's saying is after overtime if it's still a tie or you could even do it without an overtime you just turn it so this is the opposite of what larry david said you just turn it purely into a field goal kicking penalty contest kicks. this is penalty kicks this would be like penalty kicks i hate that idea it's not football no it's not football it's, not football. it's football but it's not football it's literally america football. just hates ties like for some reason we just hate ties. i don't mind a tie i know you don't mind I, a tie. you know what college football games had ties for a hundred years and i did some research no one died because of it. No one. Not one person died because a football game ended in a tie. I, I, every now and again, like an NFL game, usually like once a season will end in a tie. It's kind of a nice little dynamic in the, in the standings. You know, they're a half a game ahead of them. I, I, don't, I don't mind a game ending in a tie at all. By the way, Bubba, while you were screening those calls, we made a bet on your behalf. Mm. You have no choice but to be okay with this. Are you ready? Oh, God. So our, 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 our dear, beloved Nuno, right. who is producing the new morning show here on ESPN Radio 1, Sportsmanlike. Yep. Hashtag, to us, he'll always be a member of the hashtag crew. This is why people shake nerds. He's sure. a crazy Giant fan. You're a crazy Cowboy fan. Sunday night, your teams go head-to-head. So the losing team, Monday morning... Must on their respective show wear the jersey of the winning team. So you've got all those Cowboys. Jer- I know you have a Micah Parsons and a Dak. Right. So in the event that the Giants, uh, excuse me, that the Cowboys win, uh, Nuno has to wear one of those on the morning show. Right. And in the event that the Giants win, we've got to get you a Giants jersey somewhere and you have to wear that. Are you accepting of those stakes? I can do that. I- I'm in for that. All right, and, and I have to believe Nuno will do it. He's probably going to want points. Yes, that's the whole thing. You're getting three and a half points, Bubba, so you're playing at an advantage. Here. Well, uh, that's the point, is, is do we have to make this with the number? I can't believe Nuno wouldn't be willing to rep his team. Let's, let's say Bubba has to wear the Giants jersey and also something, something Giants on his head, a hat, a beanie, Something, something just to add a little yep. something Three to and it half points for the stakes. All right, someone get a hold of Nuno and make sure that he's in, and that will be the wager between these two sides. Uh, hit us up uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> That's very well played. Okay, uh, coming up next, I have this uh, statistic from baseball that I've been trying to get in all day that will absolutely blow your mind, plus the most interesting things that were said on Get Up this morning on ESPN Radio. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Greeny, the podcast. Earlier on Greeny. Arthur asks Susan to marry him, which he's being forced to do because of the families. Susan, will you marry me? Take the weekend if you want. So when I asked her to marry me, the words that came out of my mouth were, Stacy, will you marry me? Take the weekend if you want. She didn't hear me say, take the weekend if you want. And so her response was, I will. For one horrific moment, I thought she was saying, I will take the weekend. And then I realized that she was shaking, laughing, and crying all at the same time. And I knew immediately we were actually getting married. But if she had said, I will take the weekend, I think it behooved me to rescind the offer. This is Greeny. That's nicely played there, guys. It's my wedding anniversary today, by the way. Happy anniversary, Stace. 26 years. Woo! 26 years ago tonight, we got married, September 6, 1997. I just posted a couple of pictures. Oh, on the aforementioned Twitter, formerly known as X. No, X, formerly known as Twitter. I posted some nice pictures and on Instagram and on threads. So you can find all those in one place. At ESPN Greeny is the only handle. By the way, if you guys want to be impressed with the big time friends that I have, Guess who, who, who texted me, Bubba, in that break uh, just a few moments ago? One of the most famous people in the sports media industry. Hmm. <laughs> that was a great guess by Bubba. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. PFT commenter. Wow. PFT. I did, I did not see that coming. That's exactly right. From Pardon My Take. He's a listener. He listens, you know, he's, he's listening at, at minimum, and he texted me. I like it. He said, just heard your rule change segment. How about this? The person who scores the touchdown has to be the one to kick the extra point. <laughs> I kind of like it. That's great. Don't you? I mean, it's, I mean, it would give Larry David, it would do both things. Larry David didn't like that you have people who have no other job. So in this case, there would actually be some strategy involved. I have two running backs. One of them can kick and the other one cannot. So you put that one in down by the goal line in case he scores the touchdown. Nah. He's got to kick it. No, because teams would just go for it for two Instead, almost always. Which I like anyway. Well, what do you got on this, Cam? PFT Commenter has actually, I believe, tried out for like an XFL team last year or something. Maybe he has a bit, but he is an expert on this stuff. Well, I wrote to him, can I use that in a tribute to you? And he wrote back, absolutely. Also, one guy has a knife and no one knows who the knife guy is. (laughs) And then he wrote, maybe don't use the knife one. (laughs) That's funny. very Very well played. Yeah, I like those guys. Anyway, I wanted to get to my green light. I'm ready to go right now. Green light, green light with Greeny. Give me the green light. Could have done that a little bit more uh, adroitly. Anyway, finally, this long-awaited statistic I've been trying to get in all morning long. I saw a stat that came across in our notes packet last night that just floored me. Giancarlo Stanton hit his 400th home run yesterday. And as I give the green light to Hembo to go through whatever it is in baseball that everyone should absolutely know, when it said... He's the fourth fastest player to 400 home runs in baseball history. I literally couldn't believe it. I thought that has to be a mistake. There's no way that's right. He's been hurt for 10 years. 
Giancarlo Stanton has been hurt longer than it has taken other people to hit 400 home runs. How could he be the fourth fastest player to 400 career home runs? In, in that case, fastest could be a deceiving word, and I'll tell you why. Because his 400th career home run came in his 1,520th game. Oh, but it doesn't count. It only counts games played? That's right. Oh, it doesn't count how many games he's since the time he came to the majors. No. Okay, now that makes a lot. So the guys ahead of him are McGuire, Ruth, and A-Rod? That's right. So, <clears throat> okay. So I have to, be, I mean, how, he, I feel like he's been in the major leagues for 15 years. How old is Giancarlo He's Stanton? only 33 years old. Okay, but even that, he's been around 12 years? He I started mean, at 20, so yeah. Yeah, 2010 for forever. I remember Mike and I interviewing him at an All-Star game. Uh, I mean, a million years ago when he was just you know, a kid. He was a linebacker in, in high school or maybe even college. He was, and he yeah. was Mike. I remember. <laughs> and he was Mike, yes. And, and I, <laughs> I remember all of, yeah, but I, my point is I remember that he was like the really big guy and we were talking about having played football and all that. That feels like a lifetime and a half ago. How could he be the fourth fastest player? Here, now it makes sense. Here's the thing, though. I'm going to ask you a question that you might think is provocative, but I think it's going to be a real one that we have to ask ourselves in five years. Go, no, absolutely not. I know what you're asking me. My answer is no. He's not a Hall of Famer. No way. Let me talk a to you Hall of Famer? What are you talking about? You Look, we, we wrote a book about this. We, we love the records as much as anybody. Right. There is not one baseball player in history that is not connected to steroids with 500 home runs not in the Hall of Fame. I understand. John Carlos Stanton is 33 years old. He's got four more years left on his contract. He homers at a historic pace. You're telling me that a 500, a clean 500 home run hitter should not be in the Hall of Fame. You're telling me that you think he's going to hit 100 more home runs? What's he going to have to play another 15 years? <laughs> he has 80-some home runs in the last three. He's when he always plays, hurt. He and everywhere he goes, I don't know. Let's, I don't do, know. let's do the hypothetical. Do you close your eyes and think to yourself, that guy's a Hall of Famer? Is he one of the greatest players that ever lived? He is not. But based upon precedent since 1936, it says that Giancarlo Stanton is a Hall of Famer. All right. I mean, I'm not going to fight you on that. I get it. There have been some numbers that were automatic button pushes. Uh, ballot punches or whatever term I'm looking for to the Hall of Fame. And 500 home runs certainly was one, and I guess it still is. Who has 500 that's not in? Sosa. Sheffield. uh, Sheffield. Gary Sheffield and uh, and Rafi Palmero. Just those guys, though. Every one of those guys is connected to steroids. 500 is a magic number in baseball, and presumably Giancarlo Stanton has done this cleanly on the level. He won one MVP. He was runner-up another year. 500 home runs is a massive figure. His Hall of Fame resume is going, like, regardless of what you thought when you watched him play, not to mention the fact that he's been great in the postseason, great in the postseason, he's going to have a real case in five years, man. All right. I, I, won't, I won't fight you on that. I defer to your expertise, but I mean, I I'm just. I'm not sure it's a lock that he gets there in those five years, though. Me I mean, neither. Fair. That's a hundred more. We're talking yeah. about, you know. He's, he's been known to miss a lot of games, so let's, let's check back in five years and see how many games he well, plays. Well, we can do this math. So f- he's played 1,520 career games. So for the sake of, of easier math, let's make it 1,500. What's 1,500 divided by four? 1,500 divided by four? 375. 375. So he has to play 370. At the pace he has been on, he would have to play in 375 more games. He's hit Will 20... he play 375 games in the next... Four years, probably. I mean, he's got he's got he's on the contract. He's he's on the contract to do it, and the Yankees are going to pay him. He's got twenty two homers this season. 
in 80-some games. Okay, but 22 homers. It would take a long time at the pace of 22 homers to get another 100. I think he's going to hit 500 home runs. Okay, exactly. You think he's going to hit five, not 501. I think he'll, he'll reach the mark. 500 home runs. All right, we'll put that to the test then. Anyway, that stat blew my mind. Now it makes a little more sense to me. Go. What else do you have in a green light? The top three teams in the American League West are only separated by two, uh, two games. And the Astros, Jose Altuve, is more than doing his part. This was, he is on an absolute bender, Greeny. So he homered in each of the first three innings last night. He homered in his last at-bat the previous game, and in total has hit five home runs over uh, his last six plate appearances. And right now, the Astros are very well positioned in the American League West. They're leading the division by one game. You look at the Vegas odds, the Astros are favored to win the American League again. Jordan uh, Al- Alvarez and Jose Altuve have both missed considerable time this season, but I think this is going to be the same old story where for the, for, for the umpteenth straight year, they're going to be in the Final Four and they'll probably make it back to the World Series. The same Five guy. home runs <laughs> and six at-bats is ridiculous. So right now, because you've been gone a while, yeah. right this minute if you were making your predictions, you would go Houston in the American League? Houston in the American League and... And I think we're going to get a rematch in Philly and the National League. Those are the two, I think those are the teams best equipped to win October baseball games again. And if the Phillies take a lead in that series, will you once again proclaim it over? <laughs> I'm not going to make the same mistake this year. No. The Phillies I mean, are going to win the championship this year in spite of me. Okay, well, you just absolutely jinxed just it again. blew it again. That was brutal. This is Greeny. We're live from the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. And you can watch our show, hashtag Greeny, on the ESPN app. Just click on Watch. Uh, and look for the, uh, the for the title, which is hashtag Greeny, and you can watch anytime you would like. Okay. In case you missed it. One more time. So every day we're going to do In Case You Missed It, which will be your opportunity to hear some things. Because, look, there's so much media out there now, just, just the, within the things I'm involved in. There is so much media that happens. So by the time we get to the end of this show today, there's a ton of stuff that we've heard that maybe you've not had a chance to hear. So we're going to pick out the most interesting thing from Get Up Every Day, and we're going to pick out the most interesting thing that our buddy Canty says on the new morning show, which is called Unsportsmanlike with Michelle and Evan. And we will let you hear them, and then we will have our reaction. So what do you want first? Do you want... Canty, or do you want... We, had, we picked out some Lewis Riddick from Get Up. I really like the Lewis... On the Steelers. Okay. That, that would be my first choice. All right. So, and this was sort of unprovoked. All I asked Lewis Riddick for on Get Up this morning was an upset in week one. Name a team that is currently an underdog that you think will win. And he said the Steelers home against San Francisco. And then he took it much, much farther than that. Here's what he said about the Steelers. Kenny Pickett was voted captain in his second year, something that Ben Roethlisberger didn't achieve in his second year in, in Pittsburgh. Him and George Pickens are about to go off. Okay, folks? They're about to go off. George Pickens is about to vie for all pro consideration at wide receiver. And Kenny Pickett is going to vie for postseason consideration for a Pro Bowl berth, too. I'm just putting it out there. The guy is ready to explode. The guy is ready to explode Kenny Pickett. Here's the thing. Kenny Pickett is the overlooked player in that division. That division has four first-round quarterbacks. It has Deshaun Watson, it has Joe Burrow, it has Lamar Jackson. And everyone forgets that Kenny Pickett was a first-rounder. I did that draft. It was the draft where people thought none of the quarterbacks, that the, the prevailing wisdom was none of the quarterbacks are worthy of going in the first round. Maybe the kid Pickett from Pitt. And then he winds up staying right there, basically uh, in the same, uh, on the same street um, by going from Pitt to the Steelers. 
And I think people almost have viewed that as like, well, they were just doing the kid a favor. No one ever does anyone a favor with a first-round pick in the NFL draft. They drafted him because they believe in him. He has tremendous experience. He's got size. He's got athleticism. He's got really good weapons and an improved offensive line. I agree with Lewis. I'm willing to go so far as to say it will not surprise me at all if the Steelers win that division. I know the Bengals are great, and Burrow's a superstar, but he's banged up to start the year, and a calf can be ugly. I know the Ravens might be unstoppable, and Lamar is a superstar, but that also might go the other way. They're counting on a rookie and a player with two ACLs and a lot of other stuff. And then the third one is Cleveland, and can you trust them? I mean, I, I don't. I don't. Do you trust the coach? Do you believe Deshaun is going to get back to where he once was? I don't know. I believe in the Steelers. There's nothing about them I don't trust. They have the best player of anyone we've just... Well, they may have as good a player as anyone in the NFL in T.J. Watt. People overlook T.J. Watt. The three best defensive players in the NFL right now are in any order you want to put them. T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, and Micah Parsons. And, and that includes Aaron Donald and it includes everybody else. So those, the, that, that, that guy is special. I would not be stunned if the Steelers wind up being right, I believe for sure they will make the playoffs, and it will not floor me if they win the division. It's such a challenging division. I have a hard time playing that. I do think they'll hit over nine wins, which is their preseason total. Mike Tomlin's teams have hit over in seven of the last nine years. That's really the best mark of how good a coach is. What what does consensus think of you, and then how much do you over or underachieve? Seven out of nine is a crazy, crazy run, given how good Vegas is. And the conviction with which Lewis spoke about Kenny uh, Pickett and George Pickens really struck me. And So I went back to look at the numbers. Last season, using QBR as our metric, Pickett to Pickens, which I just love saying, that was the number one combination in the entire league. Mm -hmm. QBR scaled 0 to 100. Their combo was 98 out of 100. So, like, these guys, if they take off in that manner, we know the defense is going to be good, and we know they have one of the best coaches in the whole league. That's a 10 or 11 win team in my book. Pickens catches everything. He's going to be a great player. All right, so that's one in case you missed it. And here's our other. This is Chris Canty from Unsportsmanlike, which is 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern every morning here on ESPN Radio, on ESPN2, and it's on ESPNU. Here was Canty this morning talking about Joe Burrow waiting for a new contract. I think Joe Burrow is waiting for Pat Mahomes to do his deal. That's what this all comes down to. Pat Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in football. The Kansas City Chiefs want to get a deal done in short order because they see where quarterback contracts are going. And if you're Joe Burrow, you're waiting to get that deal done because you believe you should be compensated a lot closer to Pat Mahomes than what we saw with Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts. So I don't think this is a hold-in by Burrow as much as Joe Burrow waiting to see what the top of the market is from Pat Mahomes. And once that deal is done, I would be surprised if Joe Burrow is not right there on the heels of it with a new contract. All right, that's fair enough. But the question I would have for Canty is when? Because Sunday is coming up, and Joe Burrow might be out there without this extension. And look... Do I believe they'll take care of him regardless? Yeah. But crazy things can happen. I don't even want to bring up what happened with Kevin Durant. But the last time a guy had a calf that they promised he wasn't going to get any worse, Kevin Durant wound up blowing out his Achilles in the NBA Finals and missed an entire year. 
If I'm Joe Burrow, I do not set foot anywhere near a field until I have signed an extension that will take care of my family for the next 10 generations. I'm stunned that this has not happened yet, and I'm, and I'm flummoxed as to why, because he seems to love playing there. They obviously seem to love him. I, I suppose it could come down to the economics with some of the receiver contracts that, that are there on their books, but like you said, the season is literally now. Like this, this should be done, and this should have been done. People are going to be hitting him Sunday, right? <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen unless he doesn't play. And, and my sense is he's going to, but I don't know that. Whatever. We'll find out what Kmart knows tomorrow. That's her game this week. Bengals Browns. Great day today. So much fun to be back. See you tomorrow. ESPN radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.